Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. My name is Shmuel. I'm a medical student here in the UK. This is episode four, reality versus expectations in medical school. Now, this is the first time I'm doing a little collaboration, and I am just going to ask the person I'm collaborating with to introduce themselves. Okay, so hi, I'm JJ, second year medical student at Lincoln Medical School. Yeah, excited to be here, man. <laughs> I know, it's wonderful to have you on the show. Uh, that's so great. <laughs> but uh, let's get into it. So we're discussing expectations versus uh, reality of medical school. Basically, this podcast is mainly for those, obviously, who are thinking to apply or even those who are in medical school and they can see our thoughts on it as well because, you know, it's just nice to hear people's thoughts. Mm-hmm. So let's begin with expectations and then we'll go into the reality of it let's begin with the academic side of things sure okay what did you expect regarding academics i don't know i thought it's just gonna be like super hard you know like straight away you have to like i don't know just like when you think of medical school from an outsider's perspective you think like oh doctors studying all the time 24 7 no breaks nothing else but then you just realize when you're actual like in actual medical school studying you have so much free time no, 100%. So much free time. Like, I think I have more free time than I had when I was in sixth form. I I agree as well. And I think another thing is that um, at sixth form, you're very confined. Mm. Um, you're very, like, you have to be there from, like, well, my sixth form was, like, nine till three every day. Yeah. That, that's what it felt like. And that's what it was. But here it's, like, bits and bobs all over the place. So collectively, if we look at it, we have a lot of free time. But when you read like the websites and stuff on university pages and they're like, you have to do 40 hours a week contact time and all that stuff. So it's quite daunting. But feeling wise, it feels like we probably have more free time, I guess. But at the same time, we could just be bad students. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is we're not always studying all the time. And another thing you've got to realize is in, I don't know about you, but in medical school, you can never stop studying. There's always something that you you can do. You like, you know, it's sixth form uh, or school or whatever. You do your homework and that's it. You've, you've got nothing else to do, but here, You've got last week's lecture to catch up on. Yeah, yeah. You can do the week ahead. You can, um, there's like, you know, you can start revising your notes, start looking at your Anki flashcards. So there's like endless amounts of work. And it just comes to, to like a realization that you, there can never be a time where you won't have work to do. Right. That's one thing I didn't expect. Yeah. I thought, you know, you do your homework for the week and that's it. It's all done. I joined, like, we joined, obviously, medical school during, like, the peak of COVID, right? Yeah, pre- yeah pretty much. Yeah, so it's, like, it's a skewed, I don't know, perspective compared to, like, I don't know, maybe older students or students just joining now. No, that's another thing as well. Like, obviously, um, COVID has impacted universities, yeah. ev- everything, literally everything. Yeah. And so... Um, We've also had to adapt as well, going from like all online lectures to majority face to face. And how do you feel that is all face to face? Be honest. Be honest. Be I, don't, honest. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's only been like a couple of weeks now, hasn't it? So I don't know. I feel like I did enjoy the online aspect just because I like I could wake up like I don't know, like fifteen minutes before the lecture or something, and then still be present. But here I have to, like, be ready. I have to plan the day ahead. I have to do pre-reading. No, definitely. Like, 
the atmosphere is so much different compared to like when you're sitting in your room doing the online lecture. I know, definitely. And I think like if we think back then and when we didn't have face-to-face, um, I was thinking, oh, it would be nice to see people. Everyone right. wanted to see people. Right. <laughs> now we're seeing people and no one wants to be there because it's such a, like a drag. It's a long day. Yeah. I think anyone would agree going from nine till five continuously. Obviously, we have like half an hour, half an hour, then an hour break. Right. But even that is just like... When will I, you, I think the issue is that you know you're going to have to go home and go over the content again. Right. It's the fact that, you know, it, you're continuously studying. There's always t- things to do, but we're in control of that. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're forced to do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I guess it's like, I don't know, a good I don't know, preparation for actual like, placements and mm-hmm. reality of working. It's like, like you said, doctors, they have to work all the time and then they have to study. Because in medicine, you just can't, like, learn everything and then be done with it. Tomorrow, you could uh, have, like, a new finding, a new scientific breakthrough. And then you just have to learn that as well. So it's it's a good thing, I guess, because, like, 9 to 5 yesterday, we had a full day of lectures. Yeah. Anatomy, pharmacology, it was crazy. And then we still had to, like, do the learning afterwards, right? That's what we're going to experience in placements as well. So we do, like, the work during the day, 9 to 5, wherever we are, hospital, GP. And then we still have to do our revision for the final exams. Yeah, no, I, and I agree with them that they are trying to prep us for, um, you know, the clinical, the reality of the world. Like yeah. right now we're still in this like little bubble. Um, exactly. And I kind of don't want to leave that bubble just yet. <laughs> if you ask me personally, I'm probably not fully ready yet. Mm-hmm. But obviously we're still in second year. So we've still got like another third uh, year. And then we're, well, Say another year, one and a half years left, and then we're on to um, the clinical years. Yes. So that's the academic side of it. Is there anything else regarding academic expectations? Like, okay, so one is like workload, basically, um, mm-hmm. that we address. The other is potentially, I'm trying to think, what else is there? Any idea? I don't know. Just like, I guess the way of revising has drastically yes, changed. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so the way you... So my expectation was... In fact, it wasn't really expectation. Well, it was expectation. It was literally just like, oh, I'm going to continue, you know, writing my notes. I'm going to get paper lecture slides. I'm going to, you know, like how I had everything in A-levels. Right. Like, you know, mother sped. Uh, mother sped? <laughs> was it spoon fed? Spoon fed. <laughs> mother fed. <laughs> 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 uh, but... But here, um, I don't know what it's like at other universities, but um, definitely not um, mother-fed or spoon-fed. You know, you have, you're in complete control of the way you revise. Um, there's no right or wrong answer as well. I think one thing I realized was that at school, they tell you how to revise. Yeah. Here, they do not do that. <laughs> They're like, do whatever you want, but as long as you know the content, that's all that matters. But over there, it's like, oh, let's have a revision session. This is what we need to do. This is what we need to go through. And you just read and memorize and all that stuff. But yeah. here, it's like people are doing Anki flashcards. People are doing Word documents, like writing the, the lecture sites up. Uh, people are doing group work. People are writing the whiteboards. Everyone's got their own unique way of revising. Exactly. Do you know your way of revising? Do I know my way of revising? I don't know. I guess last year, I sort of left it a little bit too late. More, more later than I expected. So we just had to end up, you know, just like revising over the PowerPoint. The thing with Anki is I spoke to some final year medics mm-hmm. at a different university, Imperial to be precise. And they said like, Anki, you can't just do it like a month before the exam. It's a long-term thing. You have to start from day one and you have to keep doing it till the end of the exam. 
So like Anki wouldn't have worked and I realized that last year because before the formatives I used to do Anki mm-hmm. like a week or two before the formatives. And the thing is like it's good for like very short term knowledge but you won't retain anything whatsoever. And that was the same for the summative exams last year as well. No, definitely and I agree with you. The same applied to you know other like you know going through the lecture sites. You did the same I did the same as yeah. well. I literally just went through all the lecture sites but did a lot of it retaining my head. If it doesn't feel like it. Mm. And obviously some people out there are probably thinking, oh, you shouldn't know your stuff, you should right. know your stuff, but not even, l- like, y- like, for example, ana- take anatomy, for example. Um, I read a research paper somewhere, I forgot the reference, um, but majority foundation year doctors or even um, fifth year medic- uh, medical students, they don't know their anatomy. They have to constantly mm. go back to it. Yeah. It's a lot of work to remember. However... Memorizing something and understanding something is are two different it's things. Totally different. For as long as you understand where your arm is and what muscles are in there, like you understand, okay, there's this, you know, um, what's it called, brachial, this, uh, <laughs> uh, biceps yeah, brachial. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. It's like I, I, I've got an understanding that there are a couple of muscles in my upper arm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say anything about the forearm, but <laughs> there's a lot of muscles in the forearm and all of that stuff. So I think. You've got, I think a lot of us need to understand, um, it's not like A-levels, it's not like memorization, you know, like you can memorize everything off the specification, you can memorize all the different formulas, you can yeah. memorize your way through our A-levels without actually understanding anything. Mm-hmm. You could easily get an A without understanding A-levels, I think. I think, yeah, purely just, just memorizing. Just yeah. purely just memorizing. Yeah, I was the same for GCSEs as well. It's just like oh, GCSEs was just pure memorization. Yeah, but yeah. here you've... The, the concept of memorizing, like the system here defeats that. Yeah. You have to understand it. You have to. Like, especially when you're on clinical placements, like what are you going to do? Look up your Anki when you're seeing a patient? You can't. No, you, you, you have to like, yeah. you have to understand the core essentials. Like most definitely. And I think that's where people tend to fear and self-doubt because they feel like nothing's gone in, yeah. but they're forgetting. Have they actually understood it? If they've understood it, then relax, yeah. chill. Um, but it's something I'm still working on as well, obviously. Yeah. I feel like I have to memorize. I feel like if I've memorized it, I've understood it, but mm. that's not the case. And there are certain like topics I don't understand at all. There's no way I'm going to memorize that. So yeah. they work hand in hand. So one expectation was that, well, what was the expectation? That there was a... Uh, we just have to like memorize everything like we can get by with, you know. Just yeah, but the reality is that you have to understand it and don't be worried too much about the memorization aspects of things. Yeah. And I think um, for other medical students out there who are in this like little um, ditch um, with all of us, um, you've got to understand that it's you're not alone, first of all. And second of all, um, everyone is pretty much in a similar boat in terms of memorization and understanding. And I think once you've grasped the idea that you need to understand it, um, you'll spend more time understanding and that will pay off because when you get into the exam, there's already prompts there for you. Like um, what muscle in the upper arm um, is connected to your humerus or whatever. And if you understand, (laughs) you're just like, (laughs) all the muscles, but like, if you understand it, yeah. um, it's a lot easier. You'll be like, okay, so I, I know that there's this certain type of muscle mm. that does this sort of function, so it must be lateral towards my eye, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. But you yeah. get the idea. So understanding, whereas memorization, you can easily make, mix things up. You'll be like, oh, humerus rhymes with, um, I don't know, jumerous, and so the jumerous <laughs> muscle it must be, it, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. 
So understanding is a lot more important. So when you get to medical school or if you're already in medical school, focus on understanding rather than memorization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Anki is a tool, by the way, not... Um, it shouldn't be your only and only thing like yeah. that you rely on. Yeah. yeah, some people do that. That's fair enough. They hack it somehow, but um, <laughs> like kudos yeah, to them. It's not. It's not. It's not possible for everyone. Like I disagree. Like for physiology, mm-hmm. I say yeah, you have to like understand quite a bit. You can't just memorize. But for anatomy, I think the I don't know the fundamentals of anatomy. You just you just have to memorize. There's nothing you can get. I think. With anatomy, you're forced to memorize because of the sheer amount of content. You'd have time to actually understand it. And that's the issue I have with anatomy, um, that I want to understand it so that I don't forget it. And so when I'm, I don't want to be one of those fifth year medical students or foundation year doctors who don't know their anatomy. Not because it's a bad thing that, well, obviously they will go back to it anyways, but it's just like, I've spent all that time, two years studying anatomy for me to forget anatomy. Mm. Like, I still remember bits of, like, you know, enzyme work I did in A-levels and GCSE. I wanted to be like that, but I know it's a bit of a demanding thing for myself, especially if I take into consideration I commute, I have to travel, I have to, you know, look at other different aspects of my life as well. So that is yeah it's unrealistic but i'm hoping to work towards it or work out something where people can actually understand the anatomy but um yeah it's interesting it's interesting i'd say like one way i think you can understand anatomy is of i know there's like surgical societies yeah at uni right yeah scrubs scrubs that's the one rep (laughs) shout out to uh, scrubs so yeah that's like one way you can understand it like you learn it from the textbook yeah you memorize it but a good way to understand is when you're actually doing, you have the model in your hands right yeah. there. You're practicing your, practicing your surgical skills. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is the biceps. Right, how many heads does the bicep have? Two by two. And like, I don't know, the fiber types, pennate or something like that. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's how you like put anatomy into like, I don't know, applied knowledge, I guess. No, definitely. I agree with you. And I was just trying to look for this um, quote that... Um, I, I don't know who it was by. I think it was either by Benjamin Franklin or someone like that. I'm probably going to misquote the quote, but here we go. <laughs> so basically, um, it was something like, if you tell me, I'll probably forget. If you show me, I'll probably remember. But if you let me do it or something like that, then um, I will understand it or something like that. Basically, doing anatomy is probably the best way to learn anatomy. Yeah. By doing, I mean prosections, dissections, like physically have the thing in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Um, what are the chances of any of us getting a, a cadaver and bringing it home? Zero percent chance. Uh, so obviously take advantage of every anatomy session and being pre uh, like prepared for that yeah. is very important. Um, so that's one thing I've learned is before any anatomy session, I have to be prepared. But if I'm not, then it's pointless me being there. Yeah. Um, still go in, but it just means that I'm lost as anything because the anatomy lecturer is saying, oh, this diaphragm is going up and down. It's, you yeah. know, three, four, five, keep the diaphragm alive. And I'm like, <laughs> what, what are these numbers? Like, all of that stuff. So um, it's definitely also another thing. Med school is very fast-paced. Very we don't feel it. Well, we might feel it. Do you it, feel, feel it? It feels like a long long marathon right but when you're actually there it's already been three weeks like where has the time gone yeah like literally like it, we spend a lot of our time studying yeah like, kind of we should do anyway we should do but i don't personally i don't think i do 
maybe that's some like imposter syndrome or something like that. I think there's another thing as well because of the sheer amount of content. I think it maybe is sometimes natural that we just our body goes into autopilot and we just don't feel like working at all. Mm. Like it's quite overwhelming. I feel like with the amount of content as well, you just don't feel like you're getting anywhere with it. Yeah. Like you do one thing, oh, next day you got a lecture, like exactly. five lectures. That's like five like hours of extra information. Oh, no, not even, that's not even five hours. So yeah. we get one for a while. This is speaking about my own uh, experience. I have one hour lecture, uh, like, like, a, like a PowerPoint that has like 25 slides in. Um, I go through the lecture slides and um, it'll probably take me two and a half hours or two hours at mm. like max. Mm. So if I consider that, I t- it takes me double the amount of time to probably go through by myself and right. understand it because the lecturer either, you know, they will have bits and bobs around the uh, what's written on the lecture slides. Extra reading. Um, yeah, that's another thing. Another thing that I didn't expect is that every lecturer has a different style of teaching and that yep. you have to adapt to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I had that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you've had that experience. So basically, every lecturer, well, no one's the same um, on this earth. So that's one thing I've got. I've got to understand. And the second thing is that I can't always expect that for every lecturer's like you know lecture session, I have to take it. You know, take the same approach. I can't. Like some lecturers, they um, they either have just pictures on the lecture side. I have to be paying full attention. Obviously, you have to pay attention anyways, but sometimes you might doze off by accident. Mm. But here, I'm like, okay, I I can't miss a single word. Sometimes lecturers have bits of text on the slide. Fair enough, I can annotate around it, all that stuff. Some lecturers have just blocks of text on on the screen. So at that point, you're just trying to take out the relevant pieces of information, Mm -hmm. um, bits that you can actually go home and actually memorize. So there's definitely... um, and so the expectation there was before I even started was um, I would as I was expecting that I'd carry the same you know study technique for each lecture, mm-hmm. um, but no, that's not the case. Uh, the reality is that you're going to have to be adapting here and there. So it's kind of like um, living in a forest and you come across like a tiger one minute and the next minute you come across a deer and you have to approach it so differently. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like. Like with a tiger, obviously it's going off track, but with a tiger, you probably need to be in stealth mode and go up really close to it. And yeah. <laughs> you're just like, what the heck? <laughs> but um, that's just like one um, thought I had in my head. But I think that's the basics of the academics in terms of expectations, what we expected and what the reality was. Right. Let's talk about social life. Do you have a social life? Do I have a social <laughs> life? I don't know. I feel like... I feel like, um, sorry, I feel like, I don't know, everyone's social life is different. Some yep. people like to, I don't know, party or get together or whatever. Other people like to play sports or hang out with their friends. How would you compare it to A-levels? A-levels, like, the thing with A-levels is, like, you're not living at, you're not living at your school. You're not living near university or whatever. You basically have the time during the day, 9 a.m. to 5, like, 3 p.m. or whatever. That's when you see your friends at lunchtime, break time, and then you go back home. Yeah. And then you do it for the next, you know, like the next day during the weekday. But here, like, you can meet up with your friends pretty much whenever you want. I think that flexibility, that freedom, and so obviously people can go to however, whatever extent yeah. in terms of socialising. Uh, one thing that I expected was um, that, you know, it, to be honest, 
I think it really also really depends what um, sort of A level experience you've had as well, because a lot of the social expectations are derives from your past experience. Right. Um, for example, um, those who are grads on our course, their expectation of socializing must be very very different to someone who's coming straight from A levels. Mm-hmm. In fact, some of the A level students must be clueless as to what to expect. You know, big university, big people—not big people, but like <laughs> many, lots of people. Lots yeah. of people. Um, so they probably feel have that nervous, uh, you know, feeling that anxiousness. Whereas the grads who've already experienced that, they'll be like, they know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not all, but like they've already been through yeah, the university yeah. experience yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. So I think um, the expectation for me personally, I was like. Okay, um, I'm hoping... To be honest, you know, before we started med school, um, the university kind of, like, sends you a link uh, to a group chat and everyone add, gets added to the group yeah, chat, yeah, the WhatsApp yeah, yeah. or the Facebook, whatever. I think that definitely helped. Um, it helped in the sense of you get to know everyone and you get to grasp what everyone is like. Yeah. Obviously, no one is, like... Uh, you can't tell what someone is like over text. Yeah. <laughs> like, someone could be, like... Um, the most nicest person but they're like horrible on text just because they're like um, I don't know um, texting knowledge all that stuff so someone might put K instead of OK and you're probably overthinking that oh they're so horrible yeah, yeah, yeah. but they're actually in person they're, they're really chilled mm-hmm. but um, I think for me because of that group chat or whatever we had um, before it kind of like helped ease the nerves down and um, I think because of that, I was able to just come straight to you on the first day and yeah. we went to lectures or whatever yeah. uh, together. So that definitely helped. But in terms of expectations, I was like, I can't like, I don't know what I was expecting. I thought it was school. Let's put it that way. I thought it was going to be like A-levels. Um, everyone's got their own groups. And to be honest, it is kind of like that. But I think some aspects of it are a lot extreme in terms of med school. Like me personally, I find it very cliquey in terms of like, everyone sticks to their group and they don't move away from that group. And I've spoken to others as well. And they're like, it's like that throughout the entire years of med school. I was like, oh, wow. There's Um, obviously like some changes. Oh yeah, of course. Like not (laughs) not all the people I was friends with in like first years, like I'm not... I'm not the same kind of friends with them now. Yeah. It all changes. Like I've seen it with other people as well. So it all depends. Like I think with your WhatsApp group chat and stuff, like before we come to medical, medical school, that's like a good first point of contact with other people. Like you can introduce yourself. Like when you actually meet up in person, you, uh, you make friends with other people and then you sort of see like what your, I don't know, is it vibe? vibe is, <laughs> yeah, that's the word vibe. <laughs> And then you eventually like make your own groups. You sit together in lectures. You study together. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna expose you. So, the, um, so during freshers, uh, yeah. you had like the freshers flu or something. Right. And after that it's week, you you walked in and everyone already had their friendship groups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like, "What the heck?" You didn't even get time to like even yeah. like speak because it's kind of like. Um, daunting in that aspect because everyone's in their friendship groups and made the bond and it's right. a group they're like yeah no one can enter in and like we're like what the yeah. <laughs> literally that's what it was like for context it was like first year and then I missed the first week of first like the literal first week of medical school because I was ill for the whole week with fresh flu like it was a bad case as well like I was like basically like paralytically bent down or whatever it was <laughs> and then I came in I came in on the second week Monday morning and then everyone's like formed their own groups. They're, they're sitting in like different parts of the lecture theatre. And I just walk in, I'm like, 
where do I even sit right now? Like, everyone's like got their groups. Like, I obviously know some people. Yeah, no, of course. And they got their own friends. And now I'm like, I just missed an entire week of like socialization. I missed an entire week of like meeting new people. So uh, it's okay now, but like, yeah, it was overwhelming at the start. No, no, definitely. I think for the start settling in, it helps being there yeah. uh, during the first week, but does it make a difference? Mm. It's like, you feel like, I don't know, it sounds cliche, but you feel like you're the lone wolf. When like especially when you don't I know I, I definitely use agree. that time to like make friends. No, I, I think um, one thing for sure is that you don't want to be off the radar. Yeah. Obviously some people are different, they just you know, here to get the degree and leave right. and attitude is another thing that counts as well. Um obviously we're slowly switching topics here, but um huh. just to finish off um, um the topic of, you know, like social life and friendships and stuff, I'd say um the expectation was that you know we'll be like A levels. Everyone's got their own groups and stuff. But me personally, if, uh, if I'm very honest, like I didn't have that group of friends. I was like <laughs> the lone wolf. Right. So I was like Appreciate walking you. in <laughs> as the lone wolf. Right. But then uh, it's like I met different like-minded people, mm. befriended them, and all that stuff. And so that's one thing for sure. Um, it is a bit of a weird one, social life. Because um, I remember one. Um, lecturer coming up to all of us and saying don't be afraid if in the next six weeks you're not friends with your friends yeah I do remember that yeah and we were like what what, what do you mean (laughs) and I agree with her because or them or she or he um, because like the okay so I'm gonna cut that bit out. Yeah, so, cut out, cut out. yeah because I was like oops uh, her yeah 25 okay so where was I? You were like, oh yeah, we're switching topics now. But uh, to okay. finish off. Okay, so that lecturer, um, I agree with them because I've noticed one thing when any fresher starts is that they are working towards impressing one another. More so not because they want, well, obviously everyone wants to be liked, but um, you are trying to befriend people. You are trying to settle in. Mm. No one's going to be nasty to you on like the first couple of weeks. But what tends to happen is people are being overly sweet, overly nice, yeah. and then to the point where they can't keep that up because it's not them. Right. And then slowly, slowly, ta-da, you see this totally different image of this mm-hmm. individual with a different personality. And you're yeah. like, oh, my. So, obviously, that's everywhere. That's not just, like, med school. That's everywhere. That's literally that's, everywhere. You go to a new workplace, new, like, people, oh, hello. And then suddenly the next two, three weeks are like, go away. <laughs> yeah. So it's um, it takes some time for like to realize what uh, I don't know. It's getting deep. It's, it's getting a deep conversation now, but it takes a while for you to realize what they actually are. Yeah, and I think nothing is permanent except change. That's another thing. But mm. the second bit is that um, it's kind of like there's a story I was told once about a monkey who um, pretended to be a lion. And um, obviously, <laughs> the monkey's going around ro- trying to roar and stuff. But when another lion faced with that monkey, that monkey just ran up the tree. Mm-hmm. So it's with just a, with a matter of time that um, that individual shows their true self. Right. Um, so obviously, you know, the monkey was trying to be someone who they're not. Some, what, what kind of story is this? <laughs> Some back alley story. <laughs> but um, basically, just to um, emphasize the fact that people are constantly changing. So if you lose your friends in the first couple of weeks, do not worry. You'll probably find some other friends later on. Not that you will have that experience. I hope not. But um, right. um Change is inevitable. Mm. Um, like, would you say you've changed? I, uh, would this you guy say, is talking so fast right now. <laughs> would you say you've changed since, uh, like, uh, last year or so? 
up until now? Yeah, I'd say so. I think last year I was it was more of like a experimentation. Yeah, you wore hiking boots. <laughs> it, it was it was a different style. I was just a trendsetter. What can I say? And no, no one followed the trend. But you know, I, I I even changed myself. But yeah, no, it was more like an experimentation year last year. I think like you were just seeing who who you were going to be friends with, like how to study, blah blah blah. No, definitely. This year is more like you you already settled in. You already know what you're going to do in a way. You know who your friends are. You know, you sort of know how to study. Yeah. So it's more like, oh, just cruising along now yeah. rather than last year, which was like, oh, you have no idea where, where you are, what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, it was brand new. That, that's basically, yeah. And what was the other thing that I was going to talk about and switch to? I forgot what I was going to talk about. I don't know. You said something about attitude. I don't know. If oh, yeah, attitude. That's yeah. it. Um, one thing I, I didn't expect is that attitude is what creates certain the atmosphere and the mm. environment like everyone's attitude counts and impacts your 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 grades your yeah. um your your experience your time at medical school and this is in my opinion and, and i think that um people's attitude towards lectures how they learn whether they share notes or not all of that stuff whether they're you know gatekeeping or lots of things mm. um attitudes in terms of um what they think of like clinical experience what they want to do in, as a doctor all of that stuff all of these different things attitudes around medical school inside and out uh the type of people you have in uh, your uh what's it your year yeah. really does help create um an environment. I don't know why. It sounds like I'm waffling, doesn't it? I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're, I don't know, talking a bit fast now. But you're talking a bit like this, but nah. With regards to that, I think like, I think we're a bit blessed because most of our year, they're quite nice towards each other. They shared yeah. notes. Like last year, one of our uh, students, students in our year, he shared like, his embryology notes and embryology is like one of the hardest topics in That's disgusting Sorry. like in, in my opinion anyway so it was quite nice for them to uh, share their notes like help each other out but I know that in other medical schools or uh, that's what I heard anyway like it's very competitive I know, like, definitely. You all know so for yourself. Like, if you find the best notes, you're not going to tell anyone else. And I think that's one thing I want to break as well. Like, break the barrier of, like, gatekeeping. One thing I don't get is, right, okay, fine, yeah, you compete with other people from other medical schools. You get your um, EPM, I think that is your, is it EPM? Um, for your your, yeah, your, yeah. your points that you, yeah, yeah, yeah. your points that you get for foundation year and then obviously you get ranked and stuff um, second year counts is like 33% of our BMED side degree we get two degrees mm-hmm. lol um, BMBS and uh, BMED side so it will be 33% of our BMED side but um, what people don't understand is in the grand scheme of things that's like 6% that's 5% mm-hmm. and that is not what's going to determine our ranking what yeah. will determine our ranking is our SJT Right. If we do really well in that, we can end up in London or, you know, the really competitive places. And I think because of that, people are very, very um, competitive and, you know, tend to, like, gatekeep and stuff. But yeah. um, but even then, it doesn't matter as long as, like, you go to a foundation uh, deanery or whatever it is. I, yeah. s- I still don't know what's going on. <laughs> this, uh, foundation stuff. No, but, but yeah, like, obviously, we've still got a long way to long go. long way. But, yeah, even then, like, it doesn't really matter as long as you get into, like, a decent place that like, you think you'll enjoy doesn't really matter because like after that FY2 or FY3 or whatever it is all you're going to do is like it all depends on I guess like whatever we do yeah within those two or three foundation year things I think so it doesn't honestly this is just for like choosing the location you want to go after graduating so one thing um, I expected was so you know at A-levels everyone gatekeeping everyone's 
competitive, you know. Mm. And I thought med school wouldn't be competitive. I thought, you know, people would work together. Um, that was the opposite for me, actually. But, but there's like, but it was a mix. Yeah. That, that was a mix. You'll find some people who are heavily competitive and there are some people who sacrifice their life for you in terms yeah. of hoping that you do really well. Um, so that, that was a complete mix. But one thing I definitely say for sure is, um, you know, oh yeah, so, sorry, I'm just like thinking of so many different things. One thing that I did, did this year was um, I asked all years from the medical school to, um, you know, donate, resource, uh, donate resources um, for the year below. Guess how many resources everyone submitted in total? Definitely one, because that's the only one. I don't know. How much? Um, 250 resources. No way. Is that from like year two just alone? Oh no, year one alone is 165. Oh wow. So I, uh, to, to find one resource for me is like a big blessing. But you know what? Um, it, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm, I'm liking that we're working towards, you know, breaking the barriers in terms of just helping one another and stuff. So um, it, it's, it's nice in that sense. Mm. But have you got any other like <laughs> opinions or like anything else that you want to say regarding that? Yeah, you know, like I said, like I was disagreeing with you about the competitiveness. Yeah. Like you said everyone's going to work together or whatever. Yeah. But I thought it would be the opposite when I came in. I thought it's just going to be like fully everyone's competitive, them to like keep themselves to themselves or what I don't know what the phrase is. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, that's what I thought. But it was actually quite nice to see it was the opposite of yeah. what I imagined. Like obviously, there's some people who are like ultra competitive, they want to do well for themselves. Yeah, which. No, like, which yeah, it's fair enough. Um, I'd say if you're going to compete with anyone, the best person to compete with, guess who it is? Is yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if you compete with yourself, it's like probably the most healthiest competition. You're gonna be. You're not gonna be like, yeah, I'm gonna gatekeep for myself or anything. Like, in, in, if anything, you're gonna like encourage yourself. You'll be like, okay, I got like sixty nine percent this time. Next time, I want seventy one percent. So things like that. Um, definitely you know really helps yep. um but yeah so that was the like social side of it done really so i think so i think we like waffled a bit but yeah we waffled but hopefully if you've listened up until now then <laughs> you definitely love waffle but i uh, will probably end it here until next time but um i hope you all are doing well and uh, you're gonna cringe at this. Guess what? Well, guess what's my uh, finishing line? I don't know. I don't think. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But yeah. So like I always say, stay happy and uh, keep smiling. There you go.